What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. On my high school team, we had five guys make the NBA. We had the county rocking. It's the mecca of basketball. There are those who come before us upon whose shoulders we stand. It's nothing that you can do to stop a competitive edge. It's just in the water. My brother Jack. Oh my God, we back. Let's go. All the smoke. Just getting started, baby. Just getting started. Welcome back to a special quarantine edition of All the Smoke. Coming to you from L.A., myself and my brothers out there in the ATL. What's up with you, Brody? Man, up, excited. Man, I'm just really excited about this show, man. I'm really excited about who we got on the show today, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I already think I got hands. You know, I done laid a couple people out, but not like my brother that we got on the show today. Introduce him, man. This is your guy. I appreciate it. We've, people have been asking for him. I've been asking for him, and, and you delivered, man. So, so tell us who our guest is today. <laughs> man, you know, I represent the Long Star State, man. The, you know, the, the big Texas state, man. And this is my brother, champion, uh, young champion, but going to be here a long time. Man, my brother Errol Spence, man. Welcome to the show, man. D Town's own, man. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Glad you had me on. <laughs> man, uh, thanks for coming, for coming on the show, champ. No problem. So, how is everything? How are you handling this uh, <laughs> lockdown quarantine situation with uh, with you and your family? I'm handling it pretty well. I mean, this it's like training camp to me. When I'm using training camp, we don't you on lockdown, we don't, right? Yeah, we on lockdown. We don't do nothing. So, you know, I've been training. I think I lost about 15 pounds already. So, hey, really? Taking, uh, yeah, I'm taking it real serious. Uh, my auntie and my uncle, they caught corona. And my cousins Ooh. in New York caught corona, too. But uh, they're, still, they're doing fine right now. So, you know, everything's been going man. good. Prayers for them, man. Prayers up to them. So you said they all recovered from it? Oh, uh, yeah, they all recovered from it. So I'm happy. Cool, cool. You're also getting to spend time with kids. Yeah, man. My two babies are three and four years old. And, uh, you know, we've just been spending a lot of time together, going outside, running around. You know, they've been in the house, trapped in the house, can't go to school. So <laughs> right, <that's, laughs> right. they just been tearing everything up inside the house. So you know, I let them get that... away with a few things. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. 
Hey, so what's so what's training like? You know what I'm saying? I know, I know you said you've been training. What's that like today? I mean, you know, you uh, with everything going on, all you can do is train. Like, it's different from like when you're training for an opponent. Now you're just training just to stay in shape, to stay on top of things. Yeah, right now I'm actually training to just lose weight because um, I'm a guy <laughs> that get, get high and weight. I get to like to the high 180s, probably like 185, 186. So mm -hmm. right now I'm, I'm running two times a day. Uh, running the morning time three miles and running at night about four or five miles in a sauna suit. And then when I go to the gym, we just hitting the bag and then I'm hitting the mitts, 20, 30 minutes with my coach. But it's just me and him in the gym. Like, nobody else can go in there. Okay. Yeah, shout out, I mean, shout, shout out to DJ. Shout out to DJ. DJ, that's the a connection I got. Um, he came to a couple of big three games and uh, and me and him plugged up and, I, and then we uh, met at a couple fights. So shout out to your trainer, DJ, man. He's he a good dude. He's a solid dude. Appreciate that. Dope. So you're fully healthy right now. I mean, obviously, depending on this pandemic, do you guys have a target date of uh, next time you're supposed to get in the ring? Um, it's supposed to be either October or November. I don't really have okay. a target date yet. You know, I got into uh -huh. a bad accident uh, last year. And uh, October mm -hmm. 10th, I got into a bad accident. And then, uh, you know, it kind of delayed my return because I was supposed to come back in that January. But then I got hurt, so I've been out for a while. So... In all actuality, this pandemic really been helping me out a lot. And um, so really just basically, yeah, recovery and just, you know, taking my time to get back. But I'm already back. I'm 100%. I went to a facility in uh, Cleveland where they checked me out, checked my brain, gave me MRIs and things like that, and everything went well. So, you know, everything's been going good. I think I'm No restrictions, no restrictions right? No yeah, restrictions in no your training? Uh, no restrictions in my hear. training set sparring. I can't spar yet because... I got my teeth knocked out, and I actually got two. I got they put two posts in my mouth with three posts in mm -hmm. my mouth, and I'm waiting on them to heal. And once they heal, then I get my um, my Permanence. permanent teeth, and then I'll be uh -huh. able to dispose. Uh, yeah, bro, I've been there. I've been there, bro. I got, I got, <laughs> right. I got, I got into a shootout. I got hit by a car in Indiana and knocked all my teeth out. So I've been there, bro. Dang. Oh, they put posts <laughs> in your mouth too. Now they have to put post, but I had to have plastic surgery on my lips and my teeth with no anesthesia for two hours. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Mm. Well, talk to us. Take, take us back to that, uh, that night. Uh, obviously blessed to still be here. I think the world has seen the actual accident. Uh, yeah. October 10, 2019, you escaped with your life. And a funny, not funny, but, you know, I've heard people speak and you speak on not wearing a seatbelt possibly saved your life. Yeah. I was, Talk to us um, a little bit about Well, man, just being reckless. <laughs> I just won. I just beat uh, Sean Porter. So, uh, you know, that was a hell of a fight, by the way. Yeah, man. yeah. I won some money on that fight, too. I won some money on that. Y'all boys are going at it. Appreciate that. So, I just beat Sean Porter. So, you know, I feel like I'm on top of the world. You know, I'm having fun with my friends. We're going places. We just came back from uh, from Miami. Well, I drive my Ferrari, I had a Ferrari 488. You know how fast those are. You know? Them things, think, Ooh. Yeah, they fast. And uh, something happened, I had stopped, and then it just flipped. Then it just flipped, 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 flipped over, and then I got ejected from the car. Because mm. it was a convertible. I got ejected from the car, and then, you know, the rest of history, I woke up. I woke up in, a, in the hospital. And I don't even remember being in the hospital. The only thing I remember being at home. Mm. About mm. three weeks later. Thank God. So, so what kind of what 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 damage to your body? Uh, you you spoke on knocking your teeth out. Any other major damage? No, ma no other major damage to you. I think Angel with me because I didn't break any bones. Um, 
no fractures, no anything. The only thing was hurting, like my neck, my hip was hurting, my both my shoulders hurting. All this was scraped up. My shoulders were scraped up. My legs were scraped up. But you know, I came back. I came, you know, basically, you know, unscathed. Like I mean, I could, I should have lost my life that night. And mm-hmm. I definitely would have lost my life tonight if I'd have had a seatbelt on. Man, that's, man, that's crazy. crazy, man. That's let's take crazy, a step. Man. Let's take a step though, right back before that situation, uh, September 29th. You know, you, like you said, you uh, unified the belt, beat Sean Porter in, in a hell of a fight. Um, <laughs> talk to us about that experience, man. That that was that was a crazy fight. Jack and I both obviously shouted you out. Uh, you know, I've been a fan for a minute. Jack been a fan for a minute. We we, we did our little shout-outs, but but to be able to watch you two go to war. And uh, you come out on top and, 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 and pick that belt up. Talk to us about that. It was a great fight. I think I made it a lot harder than it was supposed to be because, um, you know, just the weight drop. I came down from, I think, 189 pounds, you know, to 147. So mm. in a matter of probably nine weeks. So the whole training camp, I was running two times a day, you know, hitting the bag in the sauna suit, you know, just training in the sauna suits and just, just – Deplenishing myself, losing weight, mm-hmm. and, um, and I just made it a lot harder than it was supposed to be. And um, you know, I could have made it a lot easier. It was a great fight. You know, we both showed a lot of heart and determination. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's been calling for a rematch, but unfortunately, that's gonna have to wait. You know, I got a lot of <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of bigger fish I don't, don't want to see that again. I don't want to see that again. I don't want to see that again. <laughs> you, know, you, got, you got guys like Manny Pacquiao that I've been, you know, trying to find. Mm-hmm. He's the cash cow right now. He's the cash cow. So that's mm-hmm. a guy I definitely want. Garcia, you, Bud Crawford been talking. Yeah. Is, 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 you, yeah. you got some formidable opponents ahead of you. Real quick, I wanted you to touch on that because I don't think people understand. I used to play football, so I used to try to do the, the quick, but the cutting weight and how hard that is mentally, physically. And then, like you said, you sound like you walk around about, what, 185 normally? Yeah. That's your normal yeah, walk around weight? So to come yeah. down into the 140s, like, as athletes, we know how, fun, like, for, uh, like, a basketball, for, that shit is impossible. But tell me what that's, that process is like and then how hard it is to kind of, like you said, still have your full energy and be able to take mm-hmm. a punch and do all that shit when you're down, like you said, in nine weeks, down almost 40 pounds. It's insane. You basically have to cut everything. Like, your water intake, your food intake, you running twice a day. Like, I was running twice a day in a sauna suit on my pant, on my legs, a sauna suit up top. You know, I'm working out in a sauna suit. You know, I'm not getting, I'm not drinking that much water. I'm probably drinking probably, I would say probably like 26 ounces a day. Really? You know, if that, you know, I'm eating probably twice a day. You know, I'm doing all that just to drop, drop this weight so I can, you know, so I can win, but uh, it, it takes a lot. It's a lot of hard work, but you know I'm always in shape. I'm always in shape, so you know I don't think that played a big difference in a fight because I'm always in shape. But I think you know if I'd have been more disciplined and would cut it a lot earlier, uh-huh. it would have been a way easier fight than what it was. Hey, yeah. I remember. I remember video. I remember seeing this video. I know you remember. You in the hood. And some big dude in the hood want to just try you thinking something sweet and want to go blow for blow to the body. And I, I and I say, I say this this how I knew you know we I'm from Texas so I can I, I can see certain neighborhoods and I know what it looked like in Texas. I say this how I knew Earl was the real one. Big boy called him out, wanted to go buy, blow for blow right there. Somebody pulled out the camera, you folded him up, and he had you about a hundred pounds. Mm. Now nah, that that was my partner D Ray, but that's what we do. 
Uh, yeah. He just got out of jail. He just got out of jail too, so he thought he was tough. And uh, you know, I guess he, I guess he knocked a few dudes out in jail and things. So he got out thinking, you know, thinking it was sweet. So we we call it. So um, we got in the gloves. We went body to body. So we do. We get in the gloves and go body to body. And we went blow for blow. We didn't get. Matter of fact, that's how we didn't get in the gloves. We just fist. It was just. Nah, fist. that's, that's all I'm about to say. Y'all wasn't even yeah. in the gloves right there. <laughs> we wasn't in the gloves. Yeah, it was just fist. Well, that's what we do. Mm. We just body to body. You that's man that's up. Right up. We call it man, man up. up. That's what. Yeah. How would a how, how would a Floyd fight play out today, with both you in your primes? If, if Floyd was in his prime, you in your prime. Talk to us about oh. what that kind of what kind of dream matchup that would be. A hundred percent focus in my prime. I think I'll beat Floyd. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta um, give us because you ain't running. To- he ain't running. Yeah. Earl ain't yeah. running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Earl gonna walk him down. Earl, Earl won't you? Earl want to be shoulder to shoulder with you the whole yeah. fight. Yeah, I, I like talk, to lock up. Talk to us about that though. You can't just tell us. You go to, to, to talk to us. What would be the game plan? The the mental strategy of that? Uh, well, Floyd, Floyd really he's very mentally tough. Very mentally tough. Um, you know, I would cut him off. I would use my jab. A lot of people don't, like even the Oscar De La Hoya fight. Oscar De La Hoya should use his jab a lot more. I would use my mm-hmm. job to throw combinations. I work the body and then work the head because a lot of people they go to the head and then work the body, but they go for the head and then you can't hit them in the head, and then you know you can't hit them in the head. So I work the body and work the head and then just try to break them down physically because I know it's not breaking down mentally. He's just one of those top fighters, just like Sean Porter. You're not gonna break mm-hmm. him down mentally. You can break him down physically, but mentally he's always gonna be there. So mm-hmm. I would just try to you know break him down physically. Mm, What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. 
Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. There's been a back and forth a lot with you and Bud Crawford, obviously trying to figure out who the top, you know, best Walter Wade is. Obviously, you got the, the, the belts, but... What is that like back and forth? He just said something recently. I, I want to say uh, just a few days ago, talking about he said he's going to fuck you up with some shit like yeah. that. What, is, what has that been like back and forth? Because all it could really be right now is speculation and talk. Yeah, right now, just back and forth talk. Me, me and Terrence Crawford, we actually FaceTimed each other before. And that's why, you know, that's why I got somewhat kind of respect for Terrence Crawford because we FaceTimed each other. We talked about it, you know what I'm saying? We talked about it. We came to a mutual understanding that the fight is going to happen. You know, it's a lot of politics involved, and you know the money not might not be all the way right right now, but it will be mm-hmm. right, and we're going to fight. But you know, guys like like him, I kind of respect guys like Keith Thurman. You know, I really don't have that much respect for. Uh, you know, Danny Garcia, I respect him when I see him. You know, he he comes off as a stand-up guy. You now Pacquiao, he's a stand-up stand-up guy all the way around. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but it's just some guys that I just can't can't mesh with. But you know, Terrence Crawford, he's a real dude in my book. But it's definitely so, yeah. You got to make sure that fight's on Showtime because me and Jack going to be front row suited in front row. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hey, let's, hey, let's talk about your Texas ties with the Charlos, Charlo brothers. A lot of people don't know how y'all connected and how y'all became so close. And I know y'all, some of y'all got the same trainer. But talk to us yeah. about that. Uh, me and the Charlos actually got cool in the amateurs. We was probably about probably 15 we got cool. And then actually one of the Charlos beat me I can't remember which one. I think it was Jamal. <laughs> oh, don't, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah, I know that am- come up all the time. <laughs> yeah, he beat me in the amateurs. I was like 16. He beat me in the amateurs. I was 16. Then we just got real tight. And then Jamal had turned pro. No, Jamil had turned pro, and Jamal stayed around. Then me and Jamal got real tight. He got super tight. And then after Jamil left his coach, Jamil asked me. He was like, man, I need a coach, man. You think I can work with, with Derrick James? And I respect I respect Jamel because he came to me first. He came to me, he was like, mm-hmm. yo, you got a great coach. You know, can I work with him? And he came to me before he even came to Derrick. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So he started working out with Derrick and then started coming down here. And then we just got even tighter. It was like my brothers from Houston right there. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Basketball being obviously a team sport, boxing is, is you. You in that ring yeah. by yourself. It's a little harder sometimes to break through as kind of an individual household name. When do you feel like you became a household name uh, through boxing? Oh, my thing, I became a household name. Where I really started seeing it, 
when I fought at the when I fought at the AT&T Center. When I fought at the AT&T mm. Stadium, and um, mm. you know, they sold that thing that. out. Sold yeah, that sold thing out. out. I was like, you know, I made it. At first, I was nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I was, mm-hmm. there, I was like, man, y'all want me to sell this out? Like, you think I can do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all trying to embarrass me. Y'all trying to have... <laughs> he was like, nobody understands. Y'all trying to embarrass me. You think I sell this out? They like, yeah, you can sell it out. And then uh, when it happened, I was like, man, I can't wait to do it again. But it was just a humble, humble experience just seeing, you know, people from my hometown and people that I grew up with and just seeing familiar faces in the crowd and everybody coming out to watch me fight. You know, it was just a great experience, a humble experience. Like, man, all the people came out to see me win. You know, even if they seem to see me lose, you know, it still came out. You know, that's what I mm-hmm. love about it the most. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we know you got a long, a long boxing career ahead of you. You got a lot to do. But what are some things that, that you're looking to, that you're getting into now that's, that you can start, that you setting up for after for after boxing? Like, what are you going to do? I know you um, commentated a couple fights, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But what what's some things that you're interested in doing after boxing? Oh, um, I actually, I got a promotional company where I got a few oh, fighters dope. on there. Yeah, Hell like yeah. Birdie Brooks, you know, Mom Rashidi, you know, a couple guys. So so that's doing this thing. No guys, they're about five and, what is he, Six and zero, right? He's six and zero. Yeah, he's six and zero right yeah. now. So he's doing his thing. Six and zero with five knockouts. So he's doing his thing, and um, you know, basically just saving my money, man. Saving my money. You know, make sure I don't waste it buying crazy things, buying Rolls Royces mm-hmm. and <laughs> all type of off the wall things. So that's the main thing for me. Just make sure I save my money. And just you know, stay focused. Keep winning. Keep stacking the bread. Mm. They got some lit, they got some little kids down there in Port Arthur, Texas. When you start looking for boxers, they got some little roughnecks down there that need a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real. Oh, they they in Port Arthur. I know they strong too. <laughs> <laughs> they down there with it. The country strong. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you know, any of the major three major sports, football, baseball, basketball, we all kind of resort back to fighting, boxing, yeah. UFC. Mm-hmm. We're all huge fans of that because I mean that's that one on one. To me, boxing is like the most manly in UFC because like the most manly shit you could do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could be tough on the basketball court, the football court, but them motherfuckers in the rings is really tough. Um, you you have a lot of fans, obviously Jack and I being one, but you built a special relationship with uh, Damian Lillard, and yeah. uh, you know you uh, talk to us about that relationship because you even got him boxing now as one of his uh, training methods. And I boxed uh, for my career, I still box, and that shit to me is one of the toughest workouts I've ever done. Yeah, I mean, boxing has always been my first love. Even, you know, since I was a kid, I mean, people played basketball and football. Well, walking home from school, he was going to get into a fight with somebody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was going to get a fight with somebody. Like, and I had an older sister, too, so, you know, dude say something crazy to my to my older sister. You know, you, you had to fight. You know, my, yeah. my sister used to fight all the time. I remember walking home from school, my sister used to fight every day. So, I mean... You know, it's sad to say, you know, that was just, you know, something that, you know, we always did, you know, even as mm-hmm. little kids. I mean, we was in, I was in like second, third grade walking home from school, watching kids fight and getting the fist fights and stuff like that. It was just, it was just the culture. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, me and Damon Lillard, we just got to, you know, respect for each other. You know, I respect his game. You know, he's one of the best, best in the, in the league right now. And he put in a lot of work. And, um, you know, now he's taking no boxing and doing his thing, too. But, you know, it's just a mutual respect. We ran into each other. And um, my coach actually went to his game. I, I, I missed it because I was in L.A. 
or New York. But my coach actually went to his game when they played the Dallas Mavericks and um, he did his thing. I think he had like 40 plus, plus points. Mm. So. Mm. What's, your, what's your hoop game look like? My hoop game, my, <laughs> my hoop game, my. <laughs> <laughs> my hoop game, Mike. You from Texas? You got you got a hoop. You got a hoop. You, you got a hoop. You got, you got a hoop. You got to yes, play sir. basketball. You got to play football. You got to yes, do Did you play? Did you play uh, those sports growing up? When did when did boxing become your number one sport? I played football growing up, but I started boxing at fifteen because I started mm. getting in trouble. And my dad was my dad. I guess got worried because. I was getting in a lot of trouble. He felt like I was hanging around, you know, the wrong group of guys. And he used to say, um, you know, I, I don't mind it. You know, it's basically, you know, the devil. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. doing nothing. Summertime, he's, he got me in there in summertime, too. He got me in summertime because I was just hanging around, doing nothing, hanging with my friends, you know, walking the streets. He was like, yo, I'm finna get him a boxing. And I don't know why he thought of it or what made him think of it, but he thought about boxing. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a history ever since. That's what's up. We missed a question I wanted to ask you earlier. As a basketball player, you know, I was someone that really had no major injuries. I, I tore my meniscus. And to me, coming back, I felt physically fine, but mentally I was still tripping because I didn't know how my knee was going to react when I just wasn't like making a prepared, you know, basketball's reaction. So I'm wondering if you have that same kind of thought process the first time you go back into sparring you know, with, with with the situation through the accident with your face and how your teeth, you got some new teeth, you got some nice shiny yeah. teeth like me and Jack now. Are there any, like, <laughs> worries of, like, what's going like what's gonna happen that first time I take, a, you know, a, 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 a left hook to, to the side of my face that's fucked up? Oh, uh, nah, man, I'm ready. I mean, I... Okay. Just, I mean, I feel like I'm different. I'm just, I'm ready to fight. I'm, <laughs> I've been waiting for a fight date since... Uh -huh. Man, since probably, when was it? Since January, I've been waiting for a fight date. You know, I thought mm -hmm. I was going to fight in August. You know, so it pushed back to October, November, which, you know, which my parents are happy because they're like, man, you don't need to jump right back in there. I'm like, man, I'm ready. Facts. Like, the doctor, the doctor <laughs> right. said, the doctor gave me a green light. I was like, I'm ready to go, you know. So, I mean, it's just feel like I'm, a, I'm a, it's a blessing that I'm here. It's a blessing that I wasn't, you know, severely injured. You know, I, was, I didn't break anything either. You know, I'm ready to fight. And and the doctors couldn't believe it till the doctors was like, man, I can't believe he, he didn't break anything. Like, it's a blessing. Like, they didn't know what was going on. For somebody to, to get ejected from a Ferrari mm. and to land on, on pure concrete, as a, the Ferrari was flipping too. So I landed on, and for the Ferrari not to hit me, and then I landed on pure concrete and, you know, and break mm. everything in my mouth and, you know, and not, you know, have any facial fractures and all this scarred up. And for me to still be walking, you know, I feel like I'm here for a reason. Yes, sir. Amen. That's for Amen. sure. Ain't no question about that. Say, um, all right, if you could, if you had one NBA player, NBA player that could walk you into the ring before your fight, who would it be? Oh, one. I'd say LeBron James. Mm. Yeah, LeBron James. He's your I favorite athlete. He's your favorite one to watch. Um, right now, yeah, he's my favorite one to watch right now. Yeah, I just respect. I just respect him. Not even on the field, just what he do outside, outside of um, yeah. as an NBA. That's why I respect mm -hmm. him a lot. You know, mm -hmm. he didn't have nothing to do with basketball. Just you know, That's how he is I a family it. man. Yeah, how he, is a how he put his man. how he put his homeboys yeah. in place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, how he put his homeboys yeah. in place to win and things like that. Like you can't do nothing yeah. but respect it. 
Right. No I scandals with him, no nothing, man. I mean, that's big coming from somebody like that's him. Tough. That's tough. Yeah, A1. How the temptation coming his way, that's tough. Right. What a word. I couldn't do it. <laughs> hey, what is it? What is it like to you though when you when you, when you walk? I, I know it's basketball. It's different because you're in constant, you know, focus during a fight. But I know what is it like when you see stars come out to watch you, superstars from other sports come mm-hmm. out to your fights and watch, and you see them sitting ringside. How does that make you feel? It pump you up, pump you up. It definitely gets your blood flowing. Like, like I think my last fight it was like Maddie Johnson. You know, Larry Bird out there and things like that. It pumped me up. It just, man, you ready to fight. You really ready to show out, too. Like, you like, man, I got to show out in front of them. Right. So, they so come so to the next here. fight. Yeah. So, they come yeah. to the next fight. I got to show out. Like, they were saying yeah. Martin Lawrence was, was there and things like that. I was like, man, I got to show out. So, they come to the next fight. So, it, just, it really just makes you want to show out. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work. In traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Has, has there been one celebrity that stood out? You're like, damn, he's here in particular or she's here in particular. Is there one that's, that, that comes to your mind when you've seen them in the crowd? Uh, nah, because I don't... I don't too much look in the crowd. I mean, okay, that's so what I was wondering, because yeah, yeah. there's more time for basketball. We have timeouts yeah. and shit, and we can sit and talk and look who's over here. But in boxing, it's a whole nother mindset. Yeah, you can't, you ain't, you're not trying to, you really locked in. Like, you got tunnel right. vision. Like, it's like, this dude trying to kill me, I'm trying to kill him. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not trying to yeah, look yeah. in nothing. Like, I, the only person I can hear, I can hear my mother. Cause that distinct <laughs> no matter voice. what. Yeah, I can hear her screaming, that distinct voice. I can always hear her screaming, it don't matter. First through 12 round, I can hear a voice always, but, you know, for the most part, you know, you just locked in on your opponent. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead, Jack. Uh, top five boxes of all time. Ugh, top five of all time. You're top five. Do I have to do, I do order? No, just put nah, them in five. Nah, 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 okay. however you want. Okay. Don't have to be one through five, just five boxes. Pernell Whitaker. Oh, Sweet mm. Pea. Sweet Pea! Uh, Rest Sugar in peace, Sweet Pea. Sugar Ray Sugar Ray. Jerry McCullough, G-Man. G-Man. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Of course. Terry Norris. Terry Norris. People don't know yeah. about Terry Norris, man. Andy Terrible from Texas. Andy from Texas. Andy from Texas, yeah. <laughs> Terrible, Terrible Terry. Terrible Terry, mm -hmm. Terry and, yes, uh, sir. And Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis. Yeah. We, got we got that Jamaican connection, so. Master, that, master that, that jab. That jab. That jab, yeah. jab was a killer. With that long jab, deadly. too. Ooh, For how big I gotta get that. I gotta too. get that. It was dead. I gotta get that. Say, so if you were offered a three, a three, a three fight deal, money is everything you can imagine. The money is perfect. Who would be your three opponents? Three fight deal. The money was perfect. Mm-hmm. I do Pacquiao, Terrence Crawford, and um, who else? Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia. Mm. No Floyd. Oh, well, he retired right now. <laughs> <laughs> he retired. Yeah, of course, yeah, Florida. Yeah, of course, yeah, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida yeah. money yeah. go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's that money trade. Hey, hey, so man down is the motto, right? Oh, yeah. Best knockout so far to you? Best knockout so far. Probably Leonard Bundu. It was in New York, probably Leonard Bundu. I knocked him yeah, out. When I hit him, yeah, when I hit him, I kept, I kept walking. Like I had walked off with it. <laughs> That's why it looked pretty, because I hit yeah. him. And his, and, his body, <laughs> and his body went too as I walked off. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was probably the prettiest one. That's yeah. dope. Favorite boxing movie? I don't have a favorite boxing movie, because they also fake to me. Like, I was never a Rocky <laughs> fan. I was never a Rocky fan. Me neither. But, I hate Rocky. Yeah, I hate Rocky. I hate that shit. Cause I mean, they were trying to do it. it. Took them like three, four months to get in this, to be this monster and be in the tip top shape. I'm like, man, Rocky was just it wasn't real to me, so I I didn't like it. See, that's I, I love hearing that perspective though, because like I said, we feel the same way about like when they try to do bass. Like, motherfuckers, it's hard <laughs> to emulate basketball players. That's why yeah. basketball shit don't work. So it's it's interesting to hear. You say that because like I said, it's if you're really in that sport, you know that's not how shit really works. But somehow yeah, this like is the movies, though. Chick, like chasing chickens and stuff, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish my coach would put me in the rain. Somebody got to catch three chickens. <laughs> so I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, shit. Check it out. Check it out. I ain't chasing no chicken, man. Mm. Uh, we, all, we all on quarantine. What you binge watching? When you're uh, not training? Narcos. Um, what else? Of course. Um... Man, I didn't rewatch Game of Thrones because I've been so bored. Yeah, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Game of Thrones yeah. is the shit, man. It took me. I, I I watched all that shit last year in probably like a month because I was never into that kind of. My my mind never took me there. So I was to just like give yeah. this shit a try. That shit was unbelievable. Nah, it's dope, especially ending. Hell yeah, yeah. Nah, it was dope. Yeah, they're Game supposed of to have Thrones. the mother. They're, they're supposed to have Mother of the Dragons. They're supposed to have some other shit coming. Oh yeah, right? I think so. If I'm not mistaken. I thought she died, though. But I think it's supposed to be a prequel. Oh, okay, yeah. 
I know you in a tough weight loss, uh, you know, dropping weight, trying to shed weight right now. Is there anything you like to snack on, though, during these lockdown times? Uh, right now, I'm pretty much locked in. Like, I'm really not okay. snacking on nothing. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm locked in. Like, if I show you my fridge right now, it's nothing in there but, but waters. Like, mm-hmm. I'm locked in. I already got my my organic food, everything. Like, I'm basically eating healthy right now because I'm, I'm trying to trying not go back to where I used to go, go to be like 190, 180, 185. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to stay at 160 so when the fight comes, you know, it's not hard. Because it used to be hard, hard on enough. me. I'd be weighing like 180, and then next thing you know, I got a press conference. I go to press conference, and I'm spending my whole day in a press conference, and I gain like six pounds just being mm-hmm. in a press conference just because, you know, you're losing water. You're your body like a sponge. And when you're losing mm-hmm. water, when you, and then as soon as you drink some water, you gain weight just like that instantly. Wow, that's so, crazy. Uh, so now I'm trying to do it the right way and just how I did it back when I was, you know, broke and just hungry. <laughs> when I used to weigh just 160, 158, and then got got down to 147 real smooth. Tell tell yeah. people what it's like. Like when you say you're locked in, tell me what your what your eating ritual is and what kind of food you are eating. Well, right now, like in the morning time, I'm eating egg whites, eat avocados, um, spinach, um, for lunch, I'm eating spinach, or I might eat a salad. I might eat a salad with some eggs in there, egg whites in there, mm-hmm. no yolk, because the yolk is mainly just fat. Mm-hmm. Um, for dinner, I'm eating chicken breasts, um, little brown rice, um, nothing fried, everything steamed and stuff like that. So basically, I'm cutting out a lot of junk food. I'm a big junk food dude. Even when I'm in training camp, like I eat a lot of, eat a lot of candy. Me too. <laughs> yeah, man. How hard is that, though? Because that discipline, that, that's that's everything. Because, like I said, yeah. I used to cheat like that, too, when I played because I knew I'm going to bust my ass working to be fine for the season. Now I'm yeah. done, and I be eating that shit like, oh, shit, this shit ain't going to come off that easy. You know, how tough is that mental discipline not just to have to always eat the right shit? Um, The first, I say the first three weeks, first three weeks to a month is tough. Like, it's mm. tough as hell. Once you get... Through that first month, then you're good. But that first month is tough because you keep reverting Jeez. back. Or especially on the weekends, Friday and Saturday, or Sunday, on the weekends, you know your friends might come over, or you know somebody doing something. Or you go in your mother's house and your mother yeah. got chips and got cakes and all and got sodas. You know you know, <laughs> <laughs> you talking to her. You talking to her. You eating at the same time. And then yeah. once you get home, step on the scale, like, damn, I got to go running. And then you got to go running again, and, and you got to work it off the, in the next week. So, you know, basically with me, I just stay home, man. I just stay home because I know I'm not that mentally tough where I can just go over somebody's house and I'm, you know, and I don't look in their cabinet, I don't look in their fridge or they cooking something, and I say, nah, I'm not going to eat nothing. You know, with me, you know, food is my guilty pleasure, so... You know, yeah. when it comes to food, I'm going to eat. That's why I get so high up in weight. So, you know, right now <laughs> I'm just cutting everything out. And I'm kind of glad now because now I'm not going to my mother's house. You know, she kind of, she locked in. She's quarantined up. You know, my dad quarantined up. So I don't go over their house at all because, you know, I'm not hanging around anybody. But, you know, I still be around my kids and stuff like that. And my kids be yeah. with their mother. So right. I don't want, you know... I'll be the reason why my mother or my father catch anything. So, you know, I haven't seen yeah. them in probably like a month. Mm, that's tough. 
Yeah. You um you uh being from Texas, I know you got a great relationship with uh Yellow Beezy, and you uh <laughs> got and, and, and you got a, uh, a a big background, and you deep into Texas rap. But what are what are the artists you listen to right now? What you got on repeat? Um, the new little baby, the new little baby. Yeah. Little go. Like little baby coming mm -hmm. to his own, especially it ain't mama rap. He's like you can actually hear what he's saying. Mm -mm. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm right. Nice. With, uh, he got baby. a story. He got a story to tell. Yeah, yeah, he definitely got a story to tell. Like you can tell. Like dude, dude, come you know from the streets. But I'm rocking. What's... I'm rocking little baby heavy. What's your definition of all the smoke? Because you drop that line constantly uh, in yeah. your press conferences. So, I mean, obviously, that's the name of our show. What is your definition of all the smoke? My definition for all the smoke is, you know, I want all the smoke. Anybody. That's for mm -hmm. anybody. Whoever. If you're a boxer, whoever. Whoever want to fight. And that's how I came up. I was coming up. I was like 13, 14 and old, calling out Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, all these guys. <laughs> and, you know, now I got two belts. Now these guys. And I'm the, you know, I'm the money guy right now. Besides yeah, you're the, the hunter. Yeah, the now, now these guys want to fight me. You know, like I tell them, I tell them, I want to fight you too. I want to fight Keith Thurman. But if it, if it's not making sense right now, like Keith Thurman want to fight me now, he just said that he'll fight me and Terrence Crawford. But me, I'm not interested in fighting in Keith Thurman because he didn't want to fight me when I was coming up. Like, for right. like three, four right. years, he was like, who is this guy? I don't want to fight. Mm. He ain't done nothing. He ain't did this. He ain't mm. did that. So once you get in the position to fight me, then I'll fight you. But for right now, mm. you know, I'm looking at Pacquiao. I'm looking at Terrence Crawford. I'm looking at... You know, the top guys, you. you know, I want mm -hmm. all smoke for all the top guys, period. That's what's up. There's a period. chance boxing can come back, and, and this was something that the NBA possibly could be faced with. What are your thoughts on possibly fighting in an empty arena? Uh, For me, it don't matter. I mean, <laughs> as long as my chick the same. The hell you talking about? The hell you talking about, right? Hey man, we used to fight for free. So as long as that check the same, we gonna get, we gonna get <laughs> we gonna get Let's to get it to for it. real. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be the same beat down. It's gonna be that same yeah. beat down, whether there's people in the stands or not. Yeah, it's gonna be the same beat down. So as long as the check right, we gonna get in there. We gonna fight. Mm. Talk to him. Hey, wait. What's your, what's your take? All. What's your take on boxers and and, and and how's your Twitter game and your talking your talking shit game on social media? Like, what's your take on that? Uh, I don't really. I don't talk I don't talk shit on Twitter to people unless, you know, unless it's a reason to. Like Terrence Crawford, we might go back and forth, but I'm not talking talking crap to somebody I don't know or, you know, a joke don't respect. Blow or, yeah. you know, or some random guy like that. Like it gotta be it gotta be a reason for me to talk crap to. Like Terrence Crawford. It gotta be beneficial, know, got, yeah. Yeah, it gotta be beneficial. We got something going. We building our fight up. We gonna fight each other. Soon, we gonna make we gonna make money yeah, off this shit talking. Yeah, so we gonna, we gonna make money out that. Like I'm not gonna yeah, yeah. argue with Joe Blow about nothing, and he not in my training camp. He not in the other person training camp. Yeah. Nobody know who he is, and he want to talk <laughs> crap. Cause I got I, I got a lot of hecklers. A lot of oh, hecklers. Oh man, you already know. My, I could only man, imagine you the champ. I'm talking about, they coming for they you. Coming for me hard. I'm talking. I'm talking about my car accident. Talking yeah, about all kind of stuff. Flipped out the car. Everything. You know. Just, you know, I decide just to annoy him because I'm not going to see him in person. Right. You know, you know it, maybe it, somewhere else. In closing, what do you think you learned the most from your car accident? Um, Don't take anything for granted. Mm. Like, around that time, I was taking a lot of stuff for granted. I think I was, you know, I was heading down that way anyway. I was headed down that path. 
you know, to destruction anyway, you know, and I was taking a lot of stuff for granted and, um, you know, it was showing, you know, even in the, in the Sean, Sean Porter fight, you know, it showed I was, you know, slacking on a lot of stuff. Even in the Mike Garcia fight, even though I beat him, I was four rounds and I won every round, you know, it sh the power wasn't there. Because I was, finished yeah, I could have finished him. Yeah, I should have finished him, but the power wasn't there because I was trying so hard to make weight. Like, even that Mike Garcia fight, matter of fact, the day of the weigh-in, I was sitting in a sauna for an hour and I didn't sweat. And I had a sauna suit on. And I had a hoodie on and everything. I didn't sweat till like an hour being in there. And that was Ooh, just dang. to make weight. Yeah, that was he just was to make weight for the five hour drain. And then I could only mm -hmm. go up ten pounds. So I couldn't I had to watch what I eat and and what I drunk. So, you know, I was already hit it to that destruction. I think, you know, that car accident was eye opening for me, like I'm like, yo, you tripping right now. Get back on your stuff. You know, you say you do it for your family. You say you want to be a great. You say you want to be a legend. You know, get back on your A game. So, you know, it was just, you know, I think it was a, it was a blessing. I got into that accident and, um, you know, put a lot of things in perspective that I, I didn't put in perspective at first because I was just so on the high mm -hmm. that you know I was, I was, I was floating. <laughs> I was floating, so to say. So, yeah. you know, it, it put me down, hey, knocked me down, knocked me down. That's good though, man. Cause one 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 thing I, I I appreciate hearing you say, you know, I've I've been through my own ups and downs in my career, but it's what is where you go from that. You know, yeah. we 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 thrown in success, and we not expecting all the success, but you worked your ass off and you deserve it. But at certain time, it's certain things that we have to learn on our own. But yeah. to get the opportunity to go through something like that and to realize, okay, bam, I do have a great I do have a great situation. I escaped something that most people don't escape. I got to I got to go a different direction from here, and I salute yeah. you for I salute you for understanding that and admitting that, bro. Because a lot of people they don't, don't learn from their mistakes, they don't learn yeah, from it. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Now I had to look at myself in the mirror, man. A lot of guys, you know, they get in an accident, they do something wrong, and they don't look at themselves in the mirror. Somebody else can do something, they'll put the fault on them and blame on them, and be like, "Oh, he did that, he did that." They'll critique that person, but. You know, when it's time for you to look in the mirror and critique yourself, a lot of guys that's can't tough. do that. And that's why, yeah, it's a that's tough. tough. Thing to do. And I had to do that for myself, just critique myself and like, yo, you tripping, man. Get back on your A game because mm -hmm. I'm the 100 right now. It's a lot of guys that behind Facts. me, like how I was, and they coming up behind mm -hmm. me. And they, they hungry. You know, it's an X on my chest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they trying right. to knock me off. Straight mm -hmm. up. Well, I think I speak for a lot of us, man, that we're glad you made it through. We're big fans. Oh, we're yeah, excited for, for the sure. future uh, 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 of what you're going to do. And shit, as soon as the fights get back with fans, me and Jack going to be in the front row fucking with you, man. So thank you again for coming on today and taking a little bit of time with us. We appreciate you, bro. My, my boy, thanks, that. champ. Appreciate thank you, champ. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate that. Good show, Jack. Good show. That's a wrap, Good man. Job, my All boy. the smoke. Yeah. You can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube or all platform streaming podcasts. All them boys. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. There's something about how this place forms a different kind of person. On my high school team, we had five guys make the NBA. We had the county rocking. You mentioned Prince George's County. People know what it's about. It's the mecca of basketball. There are those who come before us upon whose shoulders we stand. Being from this area, you have to have tough skin. The gym became the sanctuary. PG County guys provide buckets for America. Prince George packs a lot of power, a lot of character. It's nothing that you can do to stop that competitive edge. We're pushing the community and the culture forward. It's just in the water. This life was all I ever wanted. I'm not leaving. Not yet. I was hoping you'd say that. You gotta hit the streets, make some money. People like us must destroy people like him. Buckle up. Get Showtime free at Showtime.com.